This is Lit and Lucid, your after-work de-stress smoke sesh podcast. I'm your host, Lit. And I'm your host, Lucid, and we're going to take you on a journey. A journey to discover the truth and find the balance. Every week, we get deep on those thought-provoking topics that ooze out of the cannabis universe. But we also keep it real by illuminating important issues and people in today's culture. So kick back. Consume your favorite cannabis products and get cozy in the the Lit and Lucid lifestyle. Welcome everybody to the Lit and Lucid podcast. We are on episode 105 today. Uh, We have a returning guest actually with us. Uh, We have Miriam Hanane. She was the founder of Honey Colony. You might have recognized her and remembered her from episode 66. We had the pleasure of meeting Miriam in person back at the CBD World Expo in Pasadena, California back in September of 2019. And, you know, uh, I don't think any of us would have thought back in September of last year, you know, what 2020 had to bring for us. And at that time, we kind of talked to her a little bit more about the idea of techno-fascism. And that was really the first time that we were introduced kind of to the concept. Um, And since then, we've been following Miriam on Twitter, and she's been doing a lot of really good things, you know, bringing forth a lot of different issues and concepts going on right now in the world today that maybe not everybody's aware of. So we thought this would be a good time to bring her back on the show. How's it going, Miriam? Hi. Thank you for having me. Yes, we are living in the different times. I was saying before the show started um, in the Great Reset, a book by Klaus Schwab, who's connected to the World Economic Forum. He says that from here on out, there will no longer be before Christ and after Christ, BC and AC. It's now before Corona and after Corona, which just gave me the chills when I read that. So yeah, we're, we're meeting in uh, different abnormal times. That's crazy. Oh, it gave me chills too. I've never thought about yeah. that. And it's kind of a, it's a lot yeah, to process. Why would you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why would us? Yeah. Like Lucy mentioned last year, you know, our biggest worries were just figuring out how to drive from, you know, where we were at in LA to Pasadena and never getting there and then trying to find a table to meet up with you. And now it's like all those things are just like, you know, chump change compared to what we're dealing with. We technically can't even meet in person anymore. And um, you know, all yeah. of our lives have kind of been thrown thrown upside down with everything that's going on. And still, um, you know, I, I looked at, what is it, California just got put on a total lockdown again, and there's only 33 million people locked down. Um, yeah, I'm in California. I, I'm in, um, sorry, I'm, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I'm in San Francisco, and I was just noting, you know, life was difficult, excuse me, difficult enough, and uh, I started covering the Rona in January because one of my beats is is vaccine safety. And I had covered how 200,000 people got mass vaccinated in Samoa in 30 days. And uh, many of us in this community of medical freedom fighters suspected that something was coming. We assumed it was going to be Ebola. And I was writing for Vaxter, but that really kind of perked my ears up of, you know, I also covered Zika back in 2017, which involved Fauci as well, because he's been in circulation now, he's going to six presidencies, 36 years. And I was joking then, oh, you want to go to Florida? I got to get your 
Zika vaccine, and, and here we are, um, they say that we are vaccine hesitant, but I had done a spoof, if you go on my Twitter feed uh, last year, stating that, you know, doing a spoof on vaccine hesitancy, a condition that doesn't exist in, in mentioned in Wikipedia, and I called it vaccine mania in vitriol disorder because these guys are maniacal about about their vaccines. So I actually started covering it in January, um, and then we left to the jungle, and I was in Costa Rica for six months, and uh, now I'm experiencing uh, house arrest in uh, China-fornia. I'm unfortunately in San Francisco, which is very sad and scary, in my opinion, um, and looking to leave ASAP. Yeah. It is a different world. And I know, you know, to our listeners, this isn't a normal topic that we'd cover. And normally, you know, we're, we're heavy in the cannabis and talking cannabis. And so you're like, what the hell's vaccines have to do with anything? But I do want to kind of, to kind of lay the foundation and why we have Miriam on. And we can start with cannabis. And let's start with cannabis. Sure. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about, you know, why we're all here, Lucy, I and yourself and all of our listeners. And we're well aware of cannabis and its benefits. And we're also well aware of the federal prohibition on cannabis and basically uh, the flat out lies that our government has told us for centuries now or a century or generations, you know, however you want to look at it. But I think in general, I think people have to understand that, you know, cannabis was just a small thing and that we can all look at it as like, why would the government lie to us about that? Well, you know, we can look at all the different interests. We can look at the, you know, the, the business interests. We can look at the, the racial profiling aspect of it. Um, but I think yeah. in general, what you really need to focus on is that the government lies to you <laughs> and there's, yeah. and yeah. sometimes there's not a, an explanation that is even like, uh, it's not even a rational explanation that any of us can really understand of like, well, why would they lie about that? Um, and so I think that's just what we all have to know that I think cannabis has opened a lot of our eyes to these lies and, and realizing that maybe the government does not have our best interest and, and they don't, they don't, you know, it doesn't matter if it's yeah. the Trump administration doesn't matter if it's the incoming Biden administration. They're all the same. They are all one of the same. It's the same snake and they lie. So we can look to cannabis as a microcosm of what's happening in the sense of the government is lying to you. They do not have your best interest. Um, they're keeping information from you and they in the in the world of cannabis when it comes to CBD, for instance, they put it as a schedule one, kept it from the people. So that's keeping a natural, beautiful plant compound from the people and preventing them from healing. And until they synthesized it, because they care about synthetic fake formulas. And then once they they received FDA approval, they took it off of schedule one. That's not for the people. So it's stop. the same thing. So can I stop you? Yeah, because I, yeah, I do yeah. want to point out what you're saying. Yeah. And just for our listeners to know, the U.S. government has a patent on cannabis. The U.S. Mm -hmm. government has a patent on cannabis. Let me repeat that again. The U.S. government has a patent on cannabis for medicinal aspects. So sorry, you can continue now. I just yeah. wanted to point that yeah, out. And they that, like, also the have a patent which, if, on cannabinoids, identifying them as antioxidant and protective. And uh, yet they go ahead on, in, in the, another 
sense and make it a schedule one. So they've obviously acknowledged and recognized the amazing healing properties of CBD, but they've created this whole um, fictional world. And then when we attended or I attended virtually the um, public hearing, I believe it was last May, um, getting the concerns or aggregating the concerns and comments regarding CBD, the takeaway was, which was a lie, that the only safe product is a Pedalux or is FDA approved. That's not true. Um, And then you can look to see with the coronavirus, many people don't know. Well, I call it like they use it as a carte blanche to usher in whatever they want, Mm -hmm. which includes modifying um, election processes because of the coronavirus to uh, justify their uh, mail-in voting, which is rife with potential fraud. So when it comes to the coronavirus, there's an operation headed by the FDA and as well as the FTC and the DOJ, and it's called Operation Quack Hack. And the FDA press officer explained that we are the quack, so I'm a quack, even though I have a certificate and, um, and, and I'm schooled in functional medicine and I'm considered a health professional, uh, I'm the quack. And hack allows the FDA to hack online operations. So imagine being in business for 23 years selling silver, which is a natural um, antimicrobial, which preceded penicillin and was used by the aristocrats, for instance, born with a silver spoon, that they now are going after people uh, such as me and others that have been in business for a long time and dismantling them at the server level. So you wake up and you literally find your website is gone, your business is gone. Uh, they've put in, uh, they've filed injunctions, they've arrested human beings. Um, maybe you had heard of the mineral salts and Genesis Church. Uh, the sons and father are still in jail. Uh, Mark is in Bogota. Last I checked two weeks ago, he was still in jail without um, without bail. So this is going after people, again, that sell things like vitamin C, <laughs> magnesium, so my transgression personally that, uh, that um, justified a letter from the FDA was that I, I made the error of saying that the best way to prevent the coronavirus, the best way to not get infected is prevention. So prevention is a bad word now. So these guys, these, the government, they can shove it as far as I'm concerned. Uh, they are ruining small businesses with their... Um, lockdowns. They know nothing about science. And first and foremost, if there's anything I want your audience to take away from this conversation, it's that the PCR test, the diagnostic, the, the tool they are using is not a diagnostic tool. It's a magic trick Mm -hmm. Uh, Carrie Mullis, and I've been saying this since last February, Carrie Mullis, the inventor who's died very appropriately in August of last year, stated that this is not a diagnostic tool. So the positives, this tool, this test, this swab that you're getting up your nostril that's crossing the blood-brain barrier, um, 
has 80 to 90% false positives, it's looking for genetic code. So it's amplifying. Fauci went on record to say anything set at 35 or more will create a false positive. Well, the standard in America is 40. So if we start looking at the amplification cycles and now there's talk about doing that, let's say in Florida, then you can really see uh, that this is, that's what they're doing. Uh, Every day, these new records are being shattered. It's all BS. Oh, Florida, Governor DeSantis is a little bit too lax. Let's bust up the numbers there and make it seem. Uh, South Dakota, let's bust up the numbers. This is a case-demic. And, oh, the flu um, the flu has gone down. Yeah, because you're not reporting it. There was a letter by John Hopkins that just came out, a newsletter. I was going to bring that told, up. Wasn't yeah, that was wild? Told, yes, it's, it's, it's wild. <laughs> the, this, this independent analyst, the number one leading cause of death is heart disease. Oh, it went down this year. I wonder why. Because now you're labeling everything under the sun as the coronavirus. Now, my uncle died a few months ago. Everybody in my family thinks uh, he died of the corona. He died with corona. And when I told my family, you put him on a vent, he's going to be dead in a few days. That's what exactly happened. And eight out of 10 people um, will die because of a ventilator. And we're living in an age of mediocrity. No one looks at the details. And that's where the devil lies. And that's that's what I look at. That's it. What happened to, it came out in August that the ventilators were causing more deaths. And then that has since been like swept under the rug. And even Lucy and I, we're like talking about that a while back of like, how crazy it even came out on like national news that the ventilators could be causing more harm than good. But then like, then it all got like, it, it like everybody forgot about it and like forgot that, oh, like the ventilators aren't actually helping people that actually probably like cause some of these deaths. And then also I did, I'm glad you brought that up about John Hopkins because, you know, people can ca- talk about conspiracy theorists and all they want, but like, goddamn guys, John Hopkins, man, they're the people who are like in this to win this from the start. And John Hopkins has been all over this. And they literally published a paper last week talking about how um, some of this coronavirus, the death, the death rates and, and the death and everything, it could be a little bit misleading because of just what you said. They tracked a lot of these like trending in the top uh, causes of death and they all dropped in 2020, which led the researchers to believe that a lot of these deaths were actually being miscategorized as uh, coronavirus, whereas these people would have would have most likely died from heart disease or um, diabetes or, or some of these other things, but then they had their death recategorized. And it was John Hopkins people that did this for like really systemic study and came to like a pretty wild conclusion or wild to, to, you know, the mainstream narrative, I guess, but, uh, to science and to the science industry or the community, um, it was like pretty well done and like researched and documented. And, and then next thing you know, it was removed from their website. Yeah. I wonder why, because they have to tell us the truth. It's in plain sight. And uh, arguably, very few people are paying attention. Everybody should just trash their television. Um, And when you find out intrinsically that they're lying about the coronavirus, not that I needed to be told that they lied to us, um, but, you know, you can buy the current issue of American Scientific Scientific American. Um, the the cover is called Truth versus Lies. The opening um, is is by the editor about gaslighting while she's ga- or here's gaslighting us. They have a um, section about how 
supposed lies infect truth, but it's all a lie. What I thought was interesting, I remember distinctly back in March, the CDC came out and said, face masks are not effective for the virus. Nobody needs a face mask. And then I don't know, two weeks later or something, it was like, everybody needs a face mask. Like they're going to help with the virus. I'm like, like, how does nobody remember that they said this literally two weeks prior, but they yeah. say so many things and flip back and forth that, like, people just, like, forget and, like, just get confused. It's memory hole. Yeah. It's just the, we have the memory of a gnat. Yeah. Right. Well, so well it, I think that's, I think that's all sorry. part of the, I think it's all part of the plan. I'm sorry to, to yeah. kind of interject here, but I think it's all part of the plan because uh, me understanding, like, cognition and neuroscience and, like, that's my background. I look at the news cycle as, like, how much can they desensitize you to like everything and then throw a bunch of stuff at you and then like sensationalize it. And then it's all just based off emotion. And so I'm like a very, like, I try to remove emotion from like as many decisions as I can. And I pride myself that I'm like a very rational, almost to a fault. I'm a very rational person. And so watching the news, sometimes it just like, it's just like cringe. It's cringeworthy because it's so emotion based. It's all emotion based. It's just to try to trigger an emotion and then there's like watch the news during this whole thing. It's like, my God, people, they've like literally gone off the deep end with like telling us that we're going to kill our grandmother and like these crazy yeah. things that have been used to just change our perception. When from the start, I've been doing the numbers. I mean, I'm like a numbers fucking fanatic, man. And like the numbers don't make sense. The numbers aren't there. What are we doing? What are just so in the beginning, Fauci said that they don't work. And then also the CDC said that it's the sick people that are protecting others. And now it's everybody uh, should wear them. Uh, when in reality, you're depressing your immune system. Right. And what the hell are you doing with your face yeah. mask outside? Don't yep. you intuitively want to dr- breathe fresh air? Mm-hmm. Like what is wrong with people? Well, they tell you to don't so go I'm outside. in San Francisco, just full of zombies, full mm-hmm. of zombies. And now they've politicized it that people who are awake are not scared and they're shaming. Oh, well, look at all those Trump supporters. They're not wearing their masks. It's a super spreader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad how you get lumped in, like politicized, like as if you're a Trump supporter just because you can call out the hypocrisy of like what's going on. And that's kind of what we've been doing. We, we're pretty rational and like we care about our neighbors. We care about our family. And um, we've actually had a, a couple of people in our family actually get coronavirus. And they've all, and you know, thankfully they've survived and also thankfully they've been in great health themselves and to take care of their health as well. And they found a way to make it through. And, um, I think a lot of this that people have just like forgotten and it's become politicized. And we just went through probably one of the worst and hardest elections that this country has ever faced as far as like division. And I mean, you look at everything that's just been like thrown into all of this and like somehow coronavirus got tied into like racial justice and stuff. And I'm all for racial justice and ending racism, um, but it has nothing to do with the coronavirus. And I don't think you should be just attaching something to something else just to push agendas. It's kind of gross. It's kind of sick to like watch. Like climate change has nothing to do and with climate the coronavirus. Climate change, you're right. You know, they're... Mary, we had a bunch of fires in Colorado this summer and people try to come out of the wood in California too. I'm not forgetting about California, yeah. but we live in Colorado and we had two of the yeah. largest wildfires ever in Colorado. And people immediately were like, climate change, climate change, climate change. And then the reality of that whole situation was it's poor forest management. That's all it was, was poor forest management. And then I get on my my Facebook this morning and um, Denver Post post about how, oh, now they're allowing logging again and returning to an age-old or decade-old tradition and to help mitigate our forests. And I'm like, what a turn of events. Three months ago, you guys were trying to hype up climate change is burning down Colorado. In reality, it's something as simple as 
you know, uh, clearing forest and forest management practices and just like these little things. And so, you know, it gets sensationalized again by the news and hyped up and attached to so many things when it's completely unnecessary. Yeah, and it justifies their actions of, again, linking the coronavirus with climate change. And now you have to be imprisoned in your own house to help the planet. Um, Basically, it's it's like, oh, so the WHO said the lockdowns are not, even Klaus in The Great Reset says that the lockdowns, um, the, the death, death, I say death by default, it's, it's, um, death by default of coronavirus, the suicides, the mental illness, like, I know what's going on. So what happens when you don't know what's going on and you're um, bombarded with fear and uh, you're not healthy or listen to your TV? I don't know what tools you're going to use to navigate this hell that they've put us in. Um, And you know, I was speaking, I was interviewing Dr. Carrie Made, and we were talking about the hydrogel and the luciferase enzyme and the mRNA DNA and how it impacts, it targets uh, something in the placenta and will uh, lead very likely to sterility, so on and so forth. And I'm like, what are we talking about? This is nuts. Right. We're, we're living in nuts times. And it's become so divisive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I like how, you know, like even in Denver here and, and, you know, we can talk about Governor Newsom, but the mayor here in Denver got on a plane literally hours after he told everybody not to fly and then got on a plane himself. And so um, it's just a weird time where the ruling class is totally just trying to take over and they're trying to use all these other things as just means to, to suppress us. And, you know, one thing that I, I will never stop standing up for, that's businesses and especially small businesses. And I find it quite ironic that um, small businesses aren't allowed to operate. But man, I could walk right into a Walmart or like a big box store with hundreds of other people, brush elbows with them, walk the wrong way down an aisle. Nobody says anything, but then small businesses just get shunned. And I think what's next, well, clearly what's next is the same agenda that's been thrown in all of our face, which is anti-capitalism and a, and a push towards socialism. And so they're going to hit us here in a couple months with like, small businesses are all shut down and and nobody has any place to work. And like, we're all going to be on a universal basic income. Whereas, you know, six months earlier, they didn't have to shut down small businesses. They could have, um, you know, allowed people to, to be adults and and control themselves and which they are totally possible doing. Yeah. Hegelian. It's Hegelian. It's, it's creating the manufacturing, the problem and, the thing is that what can we do, the people in government, let's say like a Governor DeSantis that refuses to shut down. I, I spent a month in Florida because I, was, I went to a conservative event that I was covering. And again, like I wasn't, you know, focused on food politics and I never hated Orange Man. Um, and if anything, it's the hate that pushed me away Um, And then I started watching President Trump every single day because of the COVID-19 task force. And I probably watch him more than most and noticed over and over again the lies. And I'm watching now many of these outlets have not even mentioned that there are Senate hearings. And a lot of these people that are in government do not even know how the Constitution works. They violated the Constitution. Again, they use the coronavirus as a 
pretext to change. There's hundreds and hundreds of lawsuits that have to do with disruption of the electoral process and administrative uh, process because of the coronavirus. This was not, this is, this is no accident. Um, President Trump was talking about fraud. Um, it's been a bipartisan issue in the past. And certainly both sides of the aisle have talked about the preponderance of fraud that can occur. And now it's happened. And just like they're gaslighting about the corona or vaccine safety, they're doing the same thing. And I specifically started covering the election because I wanted to have a conversation with friends, supposed friends that are like, well, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm sorry. This is not an opinion. I've listened to whistleblowers. I've interviewed witnesses. I've looked at cases. I've read affidavits. I've read lawsuits. Um, I've looked at the patterns throughout the country. I'm so sorry. This is not an opinion. There's chicanery that has occurred, whether it's enough to flip a vote. Well, I don't know, but if you cheat here and you cheat there and voter integrity should matter because it's part of living in a democracy versus a banana republic. Yeah, I mean, and that kind of leads, leads good into, you know, we talked about techno-fascism a couple of years ago and man, yeah. I had no clue that it was even a thing. And then a couple of weeks ago or a month or so ago, we were like, we definitely have to have Mariam on again because techno-fascism is like right in front of all of our faces now. You yeah. just get on Twitter and like yeah. half the stuff you look at is like, fact-checked or blocked or or missing or even on Facebook nowadays. And it's like, gee, many Christmas, man. Miriam was like two years ahead of all of us with techno-fascism. And it's funny how there's a big Antifa movement now and anti-fascism and anti-fascism that. And it's kind of thrown in your face. And it's like, the hell are you guys fighting? We literally have big tech over here quite clearly like suppressing all of us and suppressing like freedom of thought and freedom of speech and all these different freedoms we have. And that's techno-fascism, like 100%. But then there's not there's not a peep out of like the anti-fascist crowd about that. But then on the other flip side, the same Antifa crowd is also the same crowd that's telling you to put your mask on. And it's like, do you guys not see the hypocrisy with the mask and and the and the government yeah. control there? And so then it's like this stuff is just all, you know. I don't think anybody knows which way is up anymore. Yeah, that's probably part of the plan to confuse people. Um, I mean, when I was standing up for Roseanne Barr and people are like, you Roseanne Barr fan? I'm a freedom of speech fan. Roseanne today, it's you tomorrow. And here we are where interestingly, only one side is being shut. And Mm -hmm. if you, let's say with just Google not having organic searches and using auto suggestions, which is a mind control tactic, if you do not have all the information, then your perception is Um, influenced and it is short-sighted and that is what is happening and so you have only one side of the aisle again using the election uh, that if you are opposing anything if they're if they're if they're censoring President Trump and we keep on having these hearings and it seems that it only gets worse. I, I was put in a 12-hour jail on Twitter for sharing an article that linked the CCP with Dominion voting systems. Uh, Dominion, for instance, went on record in conjunction with CISA, uh, which is the cybersecurity arm connected to the Department of Homeland Security, so a government entity, saying, quote, 
this is the most secure election in U.S. history. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a red flag yeah. to right. say that. It's such a problem because, like you said, they are only restricting one side. And if there yeah. was freedom of speech and you're having a quote-unquote debate, you should be able to listen to both sides freely. So if Trump does tweet something, like, who who is even, like, in charge of this and being like, oh, he can't say that. He's not allowed to say that. Like, anybody should just be allowed to say whatever they want well, and, like, make a decision from there. Like, we all have our own thought processes. Yeah. which well, is control. Well, let's all tie it back to cannabis again. I mean, I've yeah. had so many posts. My my Facebook is like one post away from being banned for good because of just cannabis posts. Yep. Because of I've had so many cannabis posts banned and flagged and taken off Facebook for nothing. For it's nothing. Not like you're selling cannabis ever. And so you know, am I? And is the stuff I'm sharing about cannabis is that a conspiracy theory? Is it fake? Is it false? No, it's very much real. It's all real stuff. And so that yeah. also lends credit to like. You know, some of this stuff probably is real, guys. It's not just a conspiracy theory. It's not fake. The thing is, it just doesn't fit the narrative. Exactly. I don't think they realize that they're ushering in communism. And again, being raised Canadian, I don't have a a negative connotation of socialism because, I mean, I grew up with health. I mean, now it's different where you literally have to wait for months. But now we're we're bringing, you know, now they're bread lines. They're, they're training us to stand in line uh, six feet apart, just like in, in uh, communist Russia. Yeah, I'll just say that with the Constitution, I think that if you're listening to this, spend some time reading your Constitution because the first three words in it are we, the people. It's not we, the government. And I think my great, great, great ancestor helped write that thing, George Mason. Oh, wow. And uh, and he didn't sign it for a reason. And there's a reason is because he still felt back then when they signed all this and, and developed it, that it gave the government too much power. And here's what we're seeing now. And there's a reason that George Mason was quoted so heavily a year ago during all these impeachment hearings and different things about the assault in the Constitution, because there is an assault in the Constitution. And again, they're trying to change those first three words of the Constitution from we the people to we the government. And that's exactly what the government wants. And that's it's sick. And so, yeah, I, I agree. And it, it dawned on me. I'm like, why is countries like Canada or the UK or Australia, where I thought that they wouldn't fall prey to such um, tyrannical measures under the Rona. Well, the only reason why we've fared this well is because of the Constitution. Exactly and arguably, right. they they want to take it away. They're already whittling um, freedom of speech, um, the Second Amendment, um, the Constitution. There's been violations as far as electoral processes, uh, definitely. Um, because of all these shenanigans with the mail-in voting. Um, I mean, it... Well, I'll make it easy. I'll make it really easy. There's a reason why Canada, Australia, and the UK are all doing things differently. And there's a reason that uh, there was a great group of founders that came across the the ocean and founded a new country separate of the UK and its monarchy. It's because the monarchy still reigns powerful today, guys. The monarchy is still very much powerful and it's everywhere. And the US is not a part of that monarchy. It left that monarchy... In 1776. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and. Uh, and now we're they're so, trying to take us back. <laughs> yeah, and so hopefully we will see congressmen, um, people, officials that are standing up, and regardless again of what aisle you're on, 
um, you should care about voter integrity. And and I, for for instance, like I, I'm ready, you know, like for instance, there was that woman, Cynthia Johnston, that was, I think at the Michigan hearing, African-American woman who apparently got hate calls, arguably from the right, from bumpkins that, that threatened her. That's not right. That like, it, you know, it doesn't really matter what side you are. You have to call a spade a spade and, and stand up for integrity, voter integrity, all types of integrity. I really don't know what we're going to do with the coronavirus, with this pending uh, dangerous vaccine that hasn't properly been tested. Um, and, and they've created a demand and there will be thousands and thousands who will foolishly run. Um, maybe they'll be happy with their scapegoats, but vaccines have n- not been the answer. Anyone that says, oh, it helped with, with um, smallpox or it helped with polio, go back and understand the real story, not the fables that have been told to you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The vaccines were definitely something that I wanted to touch on a little bit further in this. But I mean, people, it takes like 10 plus years to create an effective vaccine. I mean, even if you want to call it effective. But at the beginning of this, they said, we'll never have a vaccine. We're not going to have a vaccine. And now all of a sudden, magically, wonderfully, we have a vaccine perfectly ready to go. And like, that makes no sense. So I mean, definitely look into it. Be skeptical. Um, One real quick thing. I know, Miriam, you had posted... um, on the honey colony. She has a lot of really good articles on there. So if you guys are interested in learning more about any of these topics, she has all that information on there. Um, one she did post recently that I found particular interest in was the delirium with COVID. Yeah. People are mm-hmm. like, you know, getting better, but they're not down the line. And they're also having a lot of hallucinations. Um, it was even on 60 Minutes, which I don't really trust 60 Minutes, but they were talking about people were having a hard time recovering six months later and still having lung yeah. and fatigue. They're called long callers. Right. So There's also scarring. Uh, and I've met a, a woman, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to intro, uh, you're fine, interrupt you, T- Tina, who's I mean, she, I guess she's a Twitter star, but t- t- Tina Forte, who has a dirty ma- potty mouth and is a, a patriot. But she had uh, Rona and she has um, scarring in the esophagus and will be taking meds. And um, so I am not saying that this virus doesn't exist. I am just pointing out to other factors and to say that the real virus is hate and fear. Right. Well, this has been great, Miriam. Uh, we love chatting Thank with you. you. We could, you know, chat Same for here. probably an hour later. Um, but we have one special thing that we've been doing with all of our guests this season. Yes. And the question is, are you lit or are you lucid? I am lit and lucid. Um, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I love it. That's the best way to be, I think, you know, because it's like... You're thinking about stuff, you're lucid, but then also you're lit so you can like share your mind and put yourself out there. That's something that I kind of struggle with and, and Lucy does. And but you're doing it. That's cool. And I want anybody who's listening to, you know, don't discredit the stuff just because you've been politicized and you've been glued to the TV and you've been told a bunch of stuff for months now that you should th- think a certain way. I am always yeah. a proponent of thinking for yourself, guys, and like dig in, go yeah. down those rabbit holes. Think for yourself. You got one life to live here. So why live it yeah. in fear? Why live it? just listening to somebody else regurgitate the same stuff and tell you the same stuff every single day. Think for yourself, guys. Yeah, and 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 don't be we all have at one point realized, wow, 
we're being lied to. Do not let your ego stand in the way or cognitive dissonance of real freedom. And I'm sorry to burst your bubble that you've been lied to and that you have to delete a lot of self, self-limiting um, programs. Um, but that is where freedom lies, sovereignty. Exactly right. Yep. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you didn't know that, you've been lied to. Your government lies to you. And if you think that the government's going to manage your, your health care and your, and your paycheck and your housing and all that, then like, I got another thing coming for you guys. They're not because they're just going to continue lying to you and continue just running the government the way they've ran it for hundreds of years. So yeah. the best thing you guys yeah. can do is just like take care of yourself, take care of your family, you know, yeah. unplug your TV and find yeah. a better way to, to live out your, your years and enjoy your life. That's what you can yeah. do. Yeah. Have, have gratitude. Gratitude is alchemy. Be kind. Realize that we learn through conflict. Be able to be self-aware and say, I am sorry. I effed up. Uh, that goes a long way. I pray for more self-awareness of humanoids. Yes. Absolutely. And if you want to become a more self-aware humanoid, go ahead and follow Miriam on Twitter. She is at Miriam Hanain. It's H-E-N-E-I-N. So give her a follow and you can, you know, stay up to date on all the interesting topics that she's covering. Um, but thank you thank so you. much, Miriam. We appreciate it so much. Thank you. Thank you. You will include the, the link. I also have a YouTube channel. My YouTube channel was deleted, so I'm rebuilding okay. a backup. Yep. We'll uh, make I was sure off that's on from there. there. Cool. Um, so that's B, um, Miriam Hinane, B Lady 2 on YouTube. Perfect. All right. You Thank guys. you so much for the opportunity to connect and communicate and talk. Yes, it is Absolutely. always a pleasure. Thank you. All right, you guys, with that, I'm lit. I'm lucid. And that's it. Laters. Laters.